This episode of the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast is brought to you by the Fun Astrology 101 course. If you'd like to learn the language of astrology in a fun and easy way, go to funastrology.com and check out the 101 course. It's right there on the homepage. Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock. I'm Thomas Miller. We're going to tackle a listener question today. The audio on this question wasn't... uh, such that we could play it, but Robert, the general question was about astrocartography, and it was a very general question, and I'll bet she has no idea that you actually knew Jim Lewis, who developed it. Uh, I did, Thomas. He and I became great friends and colleagues as he was developing astrocartography, so I got first look at it, including his, his the booklet that he uh, provided with it. And it was stunning work. Nobody had ever done this before in the history of astrology. Before astrocartography, we had to, okay, where are you thinking about moving? You know, and then we would set up the horoscope and and plug in the natal planets for that location. And it was incredibly tedious and cumbersome, and you couldn't do what astrocartography lets you do, which is to look at a world map, every land mass on Earth, and see the overlay of your natal planets where they are angular or where certain midpoints of planets are angular, meaning they are either exactly on or exactly aspecting the ascendant and descent of the first seventh cusp, which is you and relationships with the world, first seventh, or those planets are angular on the MC, the midheaven or the IC. Uh, the the 10th and 4th cusp. So it shows you where on Earth, everywhere on Earth, that every one of your planets and these significant midpoints happen to fall geographically. And I was very lucky, Thomas, to have lived in Los Angeles and San Francisco and briefly New York and Colorado and Las Vegas and around. And uh, so I was able to, even in his short booklet that he originally published with your astrocartography map, um, even in those short descriptions, the details were uncannily accurate, where you would gain weight or lose weight, physical things like that. And I was able to compare my horoscope with these various places I had lived, and it it just, uh, it was one of the most astonishing feats, I guess, in contemporary astrology that I've ever yet encountered. It's so efficient. It's a wonderful way to work. And then you can zoom on, zoom in rather, on specific states and even cities. So it's uh, entirely customizable. And if anyone is thinking of relocating, it's, it's just indispensable. And today, he ultimately sold his company, get this, for over $4 million dollars. So an, an, another astrologer who's done very well for himself. And uh, now it's uh, a version of astrocartography is generally included in most software that you pay for, which is wonderful. Can you take us a little bit deeper into the mechanics of it? I mean, I know you watched it come together, basically. So we're taking a planet that might aspect or cross one of your angular points and then transferring that to the map. How does that work? All right, well, the map is showing you where on Earth each one of your natal planets, sun, moon, on and out, 
will be angular and therefore acting up. For example, I don't know why, but when I was a child and we first visited Los Angeles, now I'm, I was born in Shreveport, Louisiana, lived, grew up in Arkansas, but I saw Los Angeles at 12 years old for the first time and loved it. And I had already seen New York and Chicago and on and on. The next year, we happened to go out to Los Angeles again with another family who had never seen Disneyland. And so then I got to see San Francisco as well as L.A. again. I announced to my family, Jim, at 13, I'm going to live here, meaning Los Angeles, when I grow up. Later on, I moved to Los Angeles, as you know, to be an actor and suddenly astrology found. Here I am, an astrologer. And it wasn't really until later in 1976, I guess, where I met Jim, 76, 77, Jim Lewis, living in San Francisco briefly for about a year. And uh, that was the first time I realized, my gosh, my Jupiter line, thanks to astrocartography, is right on Los Angeles. It's over Los Angeles. Jupiter of success, expansion, publishing, higher knowledge, all of that stuff. And I loved Los Angeles. Every And I have Jupiter in Virgo. And as it happens, Los Angeles is a Virgo city. So here I am with a double emphasis just by my chosen location. I felt this in my heart and soul at 12. This is where I'm going to live. And now, all these years later, I discovered this is my Jupiter line. Where I was born is under my Saturn line. And I'm once again under my Saturn line because I'm living in Little Rock, Arkansas now. And that's fine with me. I'm ruled by Saturn anyway. I have Capricorn rising and Saturn aspects, everything. So I'm very Saturnian. I love the planet and I'm fine with it at this age. I would not have been fine under this line at an earlier age. You know, my uh, Pluto line ran r runs right through Dallas, Texas, where I spent a bulk of my career and two divorces and <laughs> it was dallas was good for business but it was not good on the relationship yes well i have been a square pluto so i empathize with you as far as pluto in relationships <laughs> <laughs> now is there any way that you could have seen from your natal chart that that jupiter position relative to los angeles no so now what you can do is read a chart and, and synthesize the chart and say, for example, in my case, you know, you're an oddball. You have Uranus in your sixth house. You don't think like everybody else anyway. You're not a conformist you, and so on. So you're interested in strange things like astrology and metaphysics. And you could then look at the ninth house. Gee, it looks with your sun up there along with Jupiter and Mercury. It looks like you might live your sun sign at a long distance from your birthplace. Indeed, I did. Uh, it looks like with that loaded ninth house, you might be in writing and publishing. And, uh, yada, yada, yada. So you can synthesize the whole chart and then begin to think, well, if you want to be in a career in, let's say, show business, you've got two choices, New York or Los Angeles. And then you could look at the chart. You, that would be the way to work it with, without astrocartography. But that's about the best you can do without astrocartography. And nothing gives you the detail. I would never be able at a glance to see where my Venus-Neptune line falls. For instance. Astrocartography lets you do that. All right. So once you identify one of the lines, so let's say you put how far on either side, east or west, basically, is the influence of the planet around that line? Is it like a direct hit kind of thing or do you have some latitude? 
You definitely have latitude. Uh, basically, the rule of thumb, with me anyway, and from the beginning with astrophotography, is about 50 miles on either side of the line. And the further away from that you get, the less influence there will tend to be. And I don't know what the actual scientific uh, theory underlying this, if there ever is one, but I know from my own life, Thomas, having very early on, I think I had uh, three or four dresses by the time I was five. My dad was a Navy medic for a while and so on. And then, and just very early, I was able to live in a number of places and to see the difference in how my gestalt, my soul, responded to Los Angeles compared to how it responded to San Francisco, compared to how it responded to New York City, you see, compared to how it responded to Little Rock, Arkansas, and so on, to, uh, compared to how I felt in Colorado, I have lived enough places to really be able to see and distinguish a difference. And each one of those places had some wonderful things about it. San Francisco, for me, oddly enough, had a particularly negative feeling for me. Now, uh, does of this, all those places. Does so, this mean ahead. that if your Jupiter line goes through a particular town like L.A., that, say, one, does it guarantee that things are going to be prosperous? And number two, does it guarantee that in other places they're not? Well, it's such a great question because in different cities, different aspects of you will be empowered or brought to the fore for you to experience. One of the big things for me in San Francisco was exactly that, my Pluto-Venus square. And that's a very powerful and very difficult aspect in relationships, as you know. So that, that city, but, but the first time I saw that city, I was 13, and I felt that way then, and I didn't have any relationships at 13. Whereas New York City, I saw for the first time when I was five years old, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. I My little eyes, I thought, oh, yes, this is much more like it than I think we were living in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas at that point. So, uh, so it, what happens is these different aspects of you, your Jupiter aspects or your Saturn aspects will be emphasized in these particular geographic ley lines, as people used to call these things. Uh, but there absolutely are different forces that are capable of being felt by you electromagnetically and biochemically. So that some people, it's not so simple as saying, oh, I hate the desert. I can't stand all that sunshine. I want four seasons. And yet there can be biological reasons for that or, or even or metaphysical and, and spiritual reasons. For yeah. that. So some people will want to move to a particular region like Sedona, for example, to, to enhance their spirituality, say their Venus-Neptune line. So that it makes a big difference where you uh, where you reside and and i guess as i've gotten older i've realized now i know pretty much who i am and what i'm fine in little rock arkansas and i love it but yes. this time in my life it's perfect so i find a great deal of uh, validity in astrocartography awesome well thank you for your thoughts and what a privilege to have watched it literally grow up and to have known jim the way you did that's oh, that's yeah. really great yeah well thank you for this robert and if you'd like to get with robert all the information that we keep on everything related to the show 
is in the show notes. So check it out there. You can catch our YouTube channel and our Discord channel as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock.